You are tuning in to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. After you finish listening to it, why not take a moment to listen to one of the most recent episodes? I'm sure you'll enjoy it. This is Tommy's Outdoors, episode 55. And it is particularly important for all of us outdoors people, because in this episode you will learn everything you ever needed to know about Lyme disease, tick bites, ticks, and what to do if you get bitten by a tick. And don't make a mistake that this issue affects only deer stalkers or people who are around deer. Ticks live in vegetation, so literally everyone is at risk. Even your kids at the playground are at the risk of being exposed to ticks and potentially being bitten by the tick. So our guest today is Mary Ferry Smith from TikTok Ireland, an awareness organization. And you might have heard about the talks they're organizing. But if you never have an opportunity to attend any of these talks, or maybe you never heard about them, this podcast is your opportunity to hear most of the stuff, if not all, that you would hear on that talk anyway. Of course, I am sincerely encouraging you to attend one of those talks, because then you have an opportunity to ask your own questions. You have this uh, two-way interaction. But if you don't have time or you never heard about those talks or you never heard about TikTok Ireland, now in this podcast is your opportunity to learn everything you would learn otherwise. So, ladies and gentlemen, Mary Ferry Smith from TikTok Ireland. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Tommy. Thank ah. you for having us. Yes, thank you for for uh, accepting invitation. And um, so we're going to talk here about very important subject for outdoors people, outdoor community uh, that's really related to safety, and that's Lyme disease and and ticks and, and all that. But before we get into the really you know thick stuff, uh, you remember. Or maybe you're a founding member of, of TikTok Ireland. Um, no, Jenny O'Dea is a founding member. Mm-hmm. I came on board as soon as it was uh, set up uh, in 2009. Yes. We are an awareness group, just celebrated our 10th birthday. And it was set up by patients for patients. Right. So we do not get any funding from mm-hmm. anyone. Yeah. We're just an awareness group, yeah. patients helping patients. Yes. So we need Ireland. to roll back a little bit. So so the organization is called TikTok Ireland. Yes, TikTok Ireland. TikTok, that's the organization you just, spoke, you just spoke about. And it's an awareness and support for Lyme disease in Ireland. Awareness and support for Lyme disease okay. in Ireland. How it came to be? How it, what was the idea? How it started? Um. 
how it started was that there was no awareness and there was no help for patients mm. in Ireland. Uh, people were getting some help through the USA uh, websites mm-hmm. and through a UK website. So a group of people who met on a UK UK website, mm-hmm. there would have been no Facebook at the time. So it was actually emails. What year are we talking? Uh, we're talking about um, patients from around 2000, about up, 2000. Up, or 2000 upwards. Wow. So a group of patients that that all kind of came together through the UK w- website. Um, they decided they were living in Ireland, so mm-hmm. they decided to start an awareness group in Ireland. So they they started the group. Uh, our tenth birthday was uh, last February, mm-hmm. so they started the group last February with. Uh, with just a website at the time and, and built on information and stuff. And then, and then a face, a Facebook started mm-hmm. a Facebook group. Uh, we have an information Facebook, uh, which general information goes on. We have a patients forum with 3,100 people, mm-hmm. uh, patients in Ireland, uh, people that are investigating, uh, Lyme disease, um, people who who are newly bitten mm. uh, and then we would have the like of uh, stalkers, hunters, cyclists, runners and people that would uh, have been bitten and want more information. Mm. Sounds, so, like, sounds perfectly like uh, all the listeners to this podcast, cyclists, stalkers, people who are runners, hiking, runners, everybody who is outdoors. Everybody that is outdoors and uh, I mean the general public as well and, and how families. The, and How was the need I identified for TikTok Ireland because you know one might think that okay it's a it's a sort of a disease or sickness right we have a medical personnel and we have a hospitals and why we need awareness group but we we know that this is uh, not that so was it identified was that group created by identifying the need of okay really there is no knowledge out there even Amongst the medical personnel, uh, it, it was it was identified that there was no help, uh, very little knowledge in 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 Ireland in in um, medical profession, and little or no media never never picked up on it. Mm. Uh, it in the early days, it was very very difficult to uh, get a media piece put put in um, to any paper, or magazine, or anything. And as awareness got out there. And and reporters and people like yourself got to know about about Lyme disease. Uh, it, it has a lot more awareness, and which is good because mm-hmm. people we we are catching people now at bite stage or embedded sta- tick embedded stage. They know mm-hmm. to go to their doctor. They 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 know. You know, first protocol is usually the pharmacy, and the mm-hmm. uh, pharmacy are well up every. May we do uh, an awareness for the whole month of May. Mm. We go in physically to the pharmacists. We talk to them. 
them. We talk to GPs, uh, libraries. We give awareness talks. We have um, we try to have a, co- a conference where we bring people from mm-hmm. Europe and America and leading specialists and doctors and laboratories over. Um, and last May, we had a conference 2019 to celebrate the 10th anniversary in uh, Tullamore Court in wow. Tullamore and County Offaly. Wow. Centre of Ireland. So people, it was easy to get to, Everybody easy had, train, yeah. easy bus, mm-hmm. uh, easy to get to, plenty of parking mm-hmm. and, a, and a large uh, a large hotel. Yeah. Everybody that has ever come to speak or conferences from outside of Ireland or USA, uh, all of the doctors and laboratories have all come and paid their own expenses. Right. We don't have any funds yes that's that's uh, unfortunate but so listen so what's the uh, in general how what is the reaction how how you you guys being received if you go in and say you know we want to do the you know course or training or raise awareness among medical personnel or gps and so on do you have an always positive reaction or or do you sometimes have a like a pushback and um the general public the like of of hunter stalkers cycling groups um GAAs, all of all of the groups we were actually asked to go to do awareness with mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately we don't get to do uh, much awareness with uh, doctors but that's not mm. doesn't mean that the local doctor may come to a talk yes. uh, the local pharmacist will come um, the, the pharmacist um, locally has had me in doing awareness days and oh, that but uh, we don't put ourselves up there as being we, we're, 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 we're not medical professionals mm-hmm. so so while we help people, we 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 don't ta- we would not tell the medical personnel how to do their job. Oh, okay. As such. okay, but is it not the problem? Is it not a part of the problem that really the medical personnel sometimes they don't know how to do their job when it comes to Lyme disease when um, it comes to tick? Yeah, bites? unfortunately, unfortunately, uh, Lyme disease. Um, um, medical uh, personnel and infectious disease doctors uh, think that Lyme disease is very hard to catch and very easy to treat. Uh, it's the opposite, really. I'm just shocked what you just said. Yeah. Really? Ticks are everywhere in the countryside. Mm-hmm. Um, now, not every tick would carry Lyme disease, the Borrelia, mm-hmm. th- that we call Lyme disease. But um, the last big studies that was done was in 1990 with Professor Gray in UCD in Dublin. Mm-hmm. And at that time he was only looking for Borrelia in the ticks. He wasn't looking for any co-infections oh, that we okay. now know that ticks also mm-hmm. carry. Um, and he was very clever about how he collected his ticks. He got the IFA mm-hmm. on board and they collected in all, all of their areas around Ireland, okay. sent them back to Professor Gray and Profe- Professor Gray uh, did a study. Okay. Unfortunately, there's been one or two very small studies done since, but uh, nothing to significance that will, that gives us 
what what our ticks are carrying and we only know that from people that are treated treated or have tests done in Germany or send ticks to be um to send ticks to Germany yeah. when they take them off themselves to see what they yeah. were that what they are carrying so it's those labs that report back to us and we do know that our ticks uh, don't only carry Borrelia mm-hmm. that we call Lyme disease mm-hmm. but also carry a host of co-infections that yes. can be as difficult to treat if not more difficult than the Lyme disease yes so so now let's 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 uh, set one that one thing clear because there's a lot of confusion around what Lyme disease is yeah and some well, I'm I'm speaking from my my knowledge and things that I some some people say that Lyme disease is really like a bucket term that describes the whole host of things that might happen to you as a result of tick bite. Now, what I'm getting from you is that that that's not correct. That the Lyme disease is very specific thing, but there is then a whole host of other things that might happen to you. And this is what you're calling uh, co-infections. Is that correct? Yes. I mean, well, Lyme disease, Lyme disease is a bacterial infection. Mm-hmm. And, and there would be co-infections that are also bacterial. Different people get different symptoms. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, Lyme disease is known as the, the great imitator. It mimics a lot of other diseases. And this is one of the mm-hmm. reasons why it, it can be so, if you so don't hard. know you've been bitten or haven't taken a tick out of yourself, it's quite difficult when you start having an array of symptoms and you, you know, your first protocol is your GP. It's, it's quite difficult to, to, um, ascertain why, um, mm. one, one of the, it's important to be aware of the symptoms, um, ongoing symptoms. And there's, uh, there's three stages really mm-hmm. to Lyme disease. Yeah. I always say that the people that take a tick out of themselves are lucky people. Uh-huh. And I get a oh, at my awareness talk, and uh-huh. I can say, well, if if you become ill, mm-hmm. you have you you, you have you a know. starting point. The biggest problem with with us, my husband got uh, very ill uh, in two thousand and six. He never took a tick out of himself, or he never had the known kind of bullseye rash that yes. people get in the very it's early not always, days, and it's not always showing up. That and it doesn't. Rash. It shows up in in our uh, story studies that we have done uh, less than 50% of people well, less than 50, less than 50 wow. ever get a bullseye rash or take a tick out of themselves okay Mary so let's let's roll back a little so you said that the different people can have different symptoms yes so is it is it a matter that it's really the same disease it's really the same pathogen or same bacteria causing different symptoms or is it really at the core different bacteria or different types of really uh, infection and that's why so there are different uh different 
symptoms and uh, no the symptoms are you know when you when you know about lyme disease you 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 know the symptoms and people okay. would people would say oh well it wasn't really a bullseye rash uh, it was very faint you know they have mm. they have a photograph of a bullseye bullseye rashes can come in v- various shapes and sizes mm-hmm. they can be aggressive looking but they can also be very faint but mm-hmm. with them all they they start with a clearance on the center that's why they're called bullseye yeah. a clearance to the center and they spread out in a ring shape form mm-hmm. they're usually not itchy they can be hot to touch mm-hmm. and if you if you're lucky enough to recognize or see that rash I mean it can be even on your scalp mm-hmm. do you know um, vigilance yes. really and vigilance for people outdoors and children and you know bath time or shower time and the vigilance of che- of checking and also the tick you can take a tick out mm-hmm. uh, but the rash may not appear on the tick site yes. the, really um, a lot of people would say to me oh sure I've been bitten I've never had any problems blah 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 like I work in the Department of Agriculture Food and the Marine yeah. and a lot of forestry workers and outdoor workers and vets and yeah. um, say, I've been bitten by the ticks 25 times and I've never- been bitten all my life I, mm. I got a penny for every time I'd have a mm. wonderful website and everything mm. um, if you have a very good immune system Mm-hmm. It can very often keep this bacteria at bay. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, we don't know how good or how bad our immune systems is mm-hmm. until something like this comes in, comes into play. Yes. Uh, your immune system goes down and the bacteria can take hold. Okay. So what you're saying is that that, that, uh, uh, set of uh, bacteria and all that it can actually stays in your body yes and the moment something happened to you you get yes. the flu or whatever else your yes. immune system is more busy doing its job and that moment you're getting the yes uh, with with a lot of people uh, that report back to us, uh, funnily enough, uh, very fit people like runners and cyclists and that mm-hmm. seem to get sick very quickly. Ah, that's I know why. Uh, Well, what was explained to me was that um, because they're always getting Mm. little tears and little, their immune system is used to dealing with their everyday, you know, running or distresses. But then their immune system see a foreign body and does not know how to deal with it. Where the ordinary person, um, the ordinary person's immune system, it can be slower to mm-hmm. they can be slower mm-hmm. to get symptoms and slower to get sick and um a kind of at at bite stage i think it's important that they know that there can be a rash or some type of rash not yeah. necessarily a bullseye rash but some type of rash over 90% of people will get fatigued 
Yes. They will feel very, very fatigued. And it's not like uh, I go to bed and sleep nine hours and I'll wake up as uh, fresh in the morning like we yeah. do after a day's yeah. work. They would go they would go to bed as uh, as fatigued and tired and feeling unwell. They would go to bed uh, um, and they would get up the next morning feeling exactly the same way. I, I heard uh, that a lot of uh, so-called chronic chronic tiredness. Uh, uh, chronic, or, yeah, chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue, chronic fatigue, fatigue you know, it's, it's actually in many cases it's an undiagnosed Lyme disease. Yes. Okay, so before we, let's, let's hold that thought. I want to come back for a second to runners and cyclists and why they're I have I have a I have a different explanation to that. Okay. I think I not I don't think I know that especially when you're cycling and you 6 hours, 8 hours, I don't know, you're putting a lot of effort. Your immune system is actually very much weakened. Okay. It's because you are so tired. Mm -hmm. And it's even even cycling coaches will tell you you are very after after hard workout in a gym, on running, cycling, after hard workout, beware not to be around people who are eh, not not you know, a little bit sick. Take a shower as quick as possible and okay. rest because that's the moment where your immune system is actually very weak because it's fighting inflammation out of all the muscle tears. Yeah, and this and in fact. Those fit people, they're fit, but they're very often very tired. They're doing hard workouts, and that's the moment where the immune system is very, very weak. Yeah. If they get bitten during their workout, there you go. Or that's during the, their run. Yeah, we had a Wicklow so, girl that got bitten, you know, a very, very fit girl. And we've had cyclists mm. as well that got bitten. And and like she, the girl in Wicklow wasn't actually got bitten and wasn't able to actually finish her run. Wow. Yeah. So and went, it, went it, it on got to, to her so quickly. Yes, it, it hit her so quickly. And um, she went on to, she did get a, a rash of types, not exactly a bullseye and her doctor didn't recognize it and uh, she didn't get treatment for quite a while a few months and then she she um got treatment but it was a long road to recovery mm -hmm. so i suppose the most important thing to 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 know is and for people out there and hunters and you know general people their kids in parks mm -hmm. you know we've cool park out the road from us here in the burren uh, i mean people have have been bitten and have contracted lyme disease um another thing very important is your animals your dogs and your cats yes so many people report oh. We've had it. two this week that know they have been bitten from dogs that from ticks that have crawled off the dogs and onto them. Really, we're allowing we're allowing our dogs and cats outside. In many cases, they're not treated. They're coming in. They're jumping on your couch. They're jumping on your bed. They're getting into the car, and yeah. and ticks will crawl off them. And ticks are opportunists. Mm -hmm. uh, they can go for months without um, a, 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 a food mm -hmm. when their food is is uh, a blood no. feed. Yes, and um, they will feed off anything with blood going through its veins. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they are not they don't care where they get their blood yeah. feed so it can be you it can be yeah. any animal it can be wild animals yeah. it can you know and at nymph stage they would be very dangerous yeah. uh, nymph stage is baby a baby yeah, stage so is um, the animal get, animals getting Lyme disease like dogs and cats are they kind of yes in- they do this dogs well. and cats get, get dogs and cats get Lyme disease as does horses uh, vets know more really about uh, Lyme disease mm. than the medical community know and I, huh. a vet came in I was doing awareness last year over, over in a chemist in Gort and the vet came in local vet came in and he said that he 95% of young dogs that he sees with arthritis and rheumatism, he would he would bet, you know, his bottom dollar that yeah. it's Lyme disease because young dogs should not be getting arthritis or rheumatism. Wow. So he said hmm. that would be on a much older dog. And and he did he did say he did say to me that he, he just would bet his bottom dollar that um that they have that they have Lyme disease. Okay. So here's so here's a question. I don't know if you know the answer to that question, but is the let's say that the deer has a Lyme disease. Obviously, deer, deer as you know, deer ex- seem to be vectors and carry it. Ex- okay, yeah. but th- does the deer get sick? It doesn't seem to be getting sick, see- and this because is- my next question was: Is yes. the meat of that deer safe for consumption? <laughs> <laughs> but, if, but if they're not getting sick, I guess yeah, the yeah. deer, is, yeah. deer, ground mice, birds. Uh, small animals, hares, rabbits, you know, running around. Mm-hmm. They all pick up ticks, mm, hedgehogs. hedgehogs. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, a scientist friend of mine said that ticks and lice actually regulate the blood pressure on a hedgehog. <laughs> oh my word. So they have their reasons for feeding. Yes. And he found out when he was in college through that they cleaned off a hedgehog that yeah. they were <laughs> examining and the hedgehog was dead the next morning. The blood pressure had gone sky high and the hedgehog was dead. So really? these lice and oh ticks and stuff do in the in the animal world or in the wild, they have they have a reason to be there. Wow. That's very, that's extremely interesting. So yeah. they're kind of in a symbiosis, sort of. Yes. But, oh, wow. That's yeah. interesting. Okay, so let's let's go back because where, where, we, where, we, where we stopped at the, uh, you were describing the symptoms that people can have a... Yes. You know, there's so many things to cover. So let's not, first let's cover the symptoms, like uh, what to look for. Uh, if you're, you know, not if, sure. If you're not sure. So, well, tiredness, if you're, so tiredness. So we uh, covered, fit, we, co- we covered bullseye yes, rash. Fati- bullseye rash and fatigue. Not always. 50%. Yeah. But fa- fatigue yeah. is more More, more like, mm, yeah, well up into the 90s. Uh, everybody literally reports being fatigued. Mm. Um, uh, flu-like symptoms is another one mm-hmm. in the early, in the early days, uh, like, um, uh, some people can get a really, really bad flu, and mm. if you get it at flu time of the year, you, 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 it's you, hard you, to tell. It's very hard to tell. Um, yeah, because you have a flu and you're tired. Yeah, uh, yeah. and you get. Yeah, I'm gonna stay at home three days. It's gonna, it's gonna pass. Yes, and it's not. Then it's not passing for a week. Y- 
Yes, three weeks. and that's 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 one that's uh, you know that's a, hu- a huge um, that's a huge problem uh, if you if you don't know you've taken a tick out or if you're not a hunter or mm-hmm. somebody that would be out like in September now first of September the hunting season started mm-hmm. and um, this year um, the the hunters are reporting back to us as a huge huge amount of ticks on the animals. Hmm. And I mean, uh, we have kind of literally from every, every county in Ireland, um, Donegal, Cork, Kerry, Tipperary, the Midlands, Leash, Sleeve Blooms. Um, we would always, always associate, uh, takes with questing as they come up along grasses or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Sleeve Bloom Mountains, Heather, mm-hmm. um, um, reports that there's a lot of ticks on Heather. So Heather's yeah. very low growing. Yes. Um, on Heather, uh, over Waterford Way. Uh, I mean, uh, they just, Close to the national parks in Kerry, um, especially Kerry, uh, their answer is that the deer are riddled with ticks. Yes. So I heard, uh, and again, feel free to correct that information. I think you will, that I was told by medical professional that only really region of Killarney National Park in Kerry and, and one region in Cork are considered hotspots. And if you've been bitten by a tick in any region that is outside of these two and you don't have bullseye rash, they're not going to treat you with antibiotics. Uh, that's, that's completely incorrect because mm-hmm. uh, it, the West of Ireland has the highest incidence of, 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 of Lyme disease uh, in Ireland. Um, so, I mean, Connemara, Connemara National Park, Don, um, Donegal and Sligo, huge amount of patients in Donegal and Sligo on our forum, right across into Wexford, Waterford, uh, I mean, Roscommon. Yeah. I would say there's not a county in Ireland that now oh, I mean that's for sure like they're, they're our, everywhere yeah like I mean the, the blame that because the, the, the nymph tick will feed off of anything and then when it sheds and becomes an adult tick it it, it goes for a bigger animal so then it uh-huh. would be your sheep in Connemara mm-hmm. a, a lot of places in Connemara it's sheep the Aran Islands have no deer they only have sheep Mm. Uh, yeah. loads of instances of Lyme disease in, in Aran Islands. You have birds, you have hedgehogs, you have, I mean, don't, they don't cross, they go to the boundary and say, oh, I'm in Offaly now, I'll turn. Yeah, 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 of course. You know, no, they know I, I no have, boundaries. They, they're everywhere. But they are I, everywhere. I suppose that, that the, the, those, those regions that, that, uh, that particular doctor was referring to when talking to me was, uh, you know, the higher probability of ticks carrying Lyme disease. But you're saying it's like not really... Would you say there are hotspots where where more ticks on average carrying Lyme disease than in other areas? Or whether you, you reckon... I think, it's- it would, I think it would be absolutely incorrect, you know, mm. to say, uh, at awareness, to say, well, you're living in the Midlands, you, you know, you, you can be tick-free or, or you may pick up tick... Uh, but the ticks, I mean, the honest truth is they don't know. The studies haven't been done since 1990, proper studies. They don't know. Yeah. And as a result, uh, doing awareness, we don't know. 
Right. And we, we, we go back, we go back to testing, which, which is very inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Um, the ELISA test would be the, te- would be the blood test that would be initially done by a GP in, in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, again, less than, you need, you le- well, less than and- 50%. Uh, um, it's an antibody test. Uh, I mean, your bloods, you, you, you know, it can be done too early. It can be done too late. Yeah. So it's it's quite difficult to get it in the, the right middle window. of. If you take out a tick, go uh, embedded tick, go to your GP. Your GP should start you on antibiotics straight away. And so that's completely not what is happening. Uh, it is happening in some places. We're very lucky here in 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 Canvara, where we mm-hmm. are today. Uh, we're very lucky in Canvara, Gort areas over Connemara. Um, GPs with knowledge are mm-hmm. starting. Pe- once the chick has been embedded, it means it has been feeding. Yeah, and we don't know how long a tick has to be feeding in order to pass on. Is it not that conventional wisdom that 24 hours and if you remove the tick before Uh, 24 hours from the bite, then you're probably good? Is that um, kind of another legend or myth? It it would be a bit of a myth. Mm -hmm. Uh, Personally, myself and what we've gone through since since 2006, and I see the repercussions of uh, not being properly treated at bite stage. Um, not some people treated, but not with enough of antibiotic at bite stage. And when you go, that the lime will go into your system, and it will become chronic. Right. Okay, and- Mary. Sorry, I need to come back a little bit because I want to close off one thing. Let's close off on all the symptoms. So yes. we said about the. Uh, uh, bullseye rash, which not always happens, tiredness, flu-like symptoms. Are we done with symptoms? No, we're not. Okay, so what are the symptoms? Uh, Just so we, we close off that piece. Y- yes, and- we close off that. Uh, there's migra- migratory joint pain um, that, that huh? you may never ha- never recognize the flu symptom, but if it goes on for any, any length of time after bite, you will get a migratory uh, joint pain. You'll get a stiff uh, a neck and neck pain, huh. swollen glands, a sore throat. You could get facial palsy where your face drops. Huh. Um, you will get uh, bladder infections and, and, I mean, you'll go from, if nothing is done there, you'll go into a stage three where you'll have tingling in your body, you'll have numbness, you'll have nerve pain, um, you'll have brain fog, um, you'll have disturbed sleep patterns, <laughs> um, people get panic attacks, muscle weakness, tissue damage, <laughs> chronic arthritis. Right. Um, can all go from days to weeks to months to years after uh, a bite, all depending on your immune system. Right, right. So it's a whole host. And okay, so maybe, maybe can you just lay out one more time those three stages? Okay, stage one, a bull's eye rash, flu symptoms and fatigue. 
Okay, so these are fatigue is a is a probably the, the biggest is, one. Yes, and and fatigue not you know as I said you don't go to bed tired and wake up refreshed. You're not refreshed at all. Mm-hmm. A young girl once said to me, "If you can, for those who drink, if you've a bad hangover, mm. if if you can think of." 24 hours a day with a bad hangover. That's how she, that's how she, Mm. you know, said that's what the fatigue was like for her. It didn't matter when she slept. It didn't matter if she slept. She was as bad in the morning fatigue wise Mm -hmm. as she was in the evening. Mm. So fatigue is one one of the huge, and of course, it's it, you know this is one of the problems where after a while you're misdiagnosed with with with, with, with chronic with chronic fatigue, and no one knows where chronic fatigue right. are coming from. So we would always say that anyone that has fibromyalgia, mm-hmm. pain, chronic pain, or chronic fatigue, that they should certainly rule out. Yes. Lyme disease and co-infections. Yes. So, so okay. So that's the first stage. Yes. And so now, how, second, how long before the second stage? Can happen. It can happen very quickly. Okay. Uh, may not happen quickly. It's it, it, it's again depends again, on the immune, depending immune system. Depending on the person and their immune system, the migratory pain, stiff neck, um, sore throat can come literally straight away. Literally straight away. Okay. With your with your fatigue and you go into the flu symptoms and then you're got you're gone into your okay. sore throat, um, neck pain and that. Uh Bell's palsy will come uh well we had we had a runner and and, and Bell's palsy, um he, he was bitten uh and it, he was only just three weeks mm-hmm. when 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 he got Bell's palsy. So but on average, second stage would be in a matter uh, it, of weeks. It, it could be we it, yes, it could be weeks, it could be months. It, it's really difficult. Wow. It, it, people can go on with a sluggish immune system mm-hmm. with their tiredness and their fatigue and then they start with their joint pains and they've nondescript. They're not feeling well, yes. but it's nondescript and they can't really push. Yeah. If they yeah. haven't taken a tick out, they yeah. can't put the push Put the finger on it. Put the finger on it. And, and I mean, their doctors are fine, find it difficult to put the fingers. I'd always say, if you work outside, play outside, run, swim, do anything. When, when you come to a doctor with any kind of symptoms like that, just get them to do the test and try and rule out, uh, mm. rule out a uh, Lyme, disease. Lyme disease. You will go on the, the stage, the stage three is neurological. That's what happened. My husband, he lost the power of his arm and leg. <laughs> uh, he was hospitalized for almost seven weeks. Wow. Uh, still didn't know because he had never taken a tick out. Uh, still didn't know. Um, the um, Eliza test was sent away every second day for about seven days before they got a reactive back. Uh-huh. Uh, one of those reasons was because he had a lot of inflammation. They put him on antibiotics straight away and they also put him on steroids. Uh-huh. And it, you're better off having your blood tests done, yeah. not on any, yeah. not on yeah. any, uh, not on anything. And then, he, then uh, the blood test is the ELISA that's done in Ireland. People would say it's not worth the papers written on. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get a reactive there, you go to have the Western blot done in Porton Downs in the UK. Mm. We often ask and we ask a lot of people or a lot of medics, why not scrap Eliza test altogether and go yeah. straight for Western blot? Yeah. Uh, it's uh, budgets and yeah. money. 
Have you heard about this uh, TTL or the TLL test? That, that's the one in, done in Germany. Uh, there's quite a lot of tests being which done. Which supposed in- to be like, a, you know, the gold standard of Lyme disease tests. And then there was a research came out that said like, well, actually, those results are also kind of not, not the not the right. Um, I, I, I actually don't know an awful lot about the German testing. Mm-hmm. I know that people do get uh, tested in Germany and they do uh, come back. Um, the majority of people with those kind of symptoms do come back with, with a positive um, Lyme, the Borrelia or some co-infections. Yeah. Um, but but I mean, getting treated is very difficult. Our 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 medical community um, mm. don't believe in in the German testing. Our infectious disease doctors, <laughs> and um, they will not accept in many cases the te- the testing that's done in Germany. And we have only one doctor in Ireland, Doctor Jack Lambert from the Matter Hospital in Dublin that will, will treat on, on German tests. Mm -hmm. And he also believes in chronic Lyme when it goes to. They don't believe in German tests, but they do believe in German cars. How does that work? I don't know. I, I have no, I've no, no idea. There's a lot of politics involved with infectious disease that, doctors that, in, that, in, in all over Europe now. That's it's the no, worst. Like I said, that's the worst thing when the politics gets involved yes. in something where politics should, should stay away. Uh, look, at, you know, Ireland isn't alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a lot, we, we, we are in contact with a Northern, Ar- Northern Ireland Lyme group. Mm-hmm. We're in contact with a very, two or three very big U- UK groups. Um, we're in contact with people all, France, all over Europe and America. Mm-hmm. And everybody has, same the, everybody has the same problems and everybody will tell you unless at late stage, unless you have money, Mm-hmm. To really throw at Lyme, Lyme disease and uh, to be, to be treated. Um, it's, it's quite, it's quite difficult to, uh, get treatment. Yeah. Of course, it's so easy to get your treatment at bite or embedded stage. Mm-hmm. You, you, you get the correct, uh, 21 days of a uh, doxycillin for adults, amoxicillin for children mm-hmm. or pregnant ladies. Mm-hmm. And if you're having any symptoms after the 21 days, your GP w- w- will give you another 21 days and you are, this is the time to catch the bacteria. This is the time to eradicate the bacteria out of your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the time when you would hopefully never go on to have any other symptoms. Yeah. Okay. So if you've been bitten by the tick and you're not feeling quite good, you're not feeling like you used to, and you go to your GP and your GP gives you, you know, aspirin and says like, ah, sure, stay at home three days. What should you do? The NICE guidelines, N-I-C-E, guidelines that came out from the UK. Um, we have also our HSE, infectious, infectious disease section has changed their, um, website 
to 21 days at bite or embedded stage. Now, if you happen to have a rash, Mm -hmm. you have the bacteria. Right. That's- the rash is a given. But of course, as we spoke about, um, mm-hmm. not everyone has the rash or not yeah. everybody notices the rash. And the rash isn't always on the site of the tick bite that you'd be looking out for. Um, so, so basically, I would say to people, you don't leave your doctor's surgery without your 21 days or in the case of a child, it will be uh, depending on their age what do you mean and by their 21 weight. Twenty-one days. What do you twenty-one mean? days doxycycline mm-hmm. antibiotic. Okay, twenty-one days doxycycline just- antibiotic. Mm-hmm. And in 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 the ch- in 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 a child's case, it's a twenty-one days. But the it depends on the weight and the age yeah. of the child. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So now I'm gonna throw a different scenario at you. Someone been bitten by the tick and nothing happened. Remove the tick, move on, everything fine. Yes. Now is listening to this podcast. Yes. And says, oh, shoot. Is Does it mean that that person was lucky? Does it mean that that person, their immune system keeps it at bay and what that person should do then. I say, well, okay, I've been bitten by the tick three months ago now yeah. and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm yeah. start thinking about it. Well, if you have no symptoms, mm-hmm. absolutely no symptoms, you never had the rash, mm-hmm. you never had the flu or the fatigue or the stiff neck and, and, and migratory joint pains. Mm-hmm. If you've never had them, then you, you, you can monitor, make sure you monitor yourself and be aware. And if you know when you were bitten, just mark it on, on a calendar or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously either the tick wasn't carrying anything mm-hmm. or your, your immune system was able to deal with it. And it can very often happen. You still have to take precautions going outdoors because it's very often the second tick bite or the third tick bite it's that all hell can break loose. Yes, it's, it's too much. Yes. Then and for hunters always say to us, uh, you know, in my husband's case, I'm, 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 I'm convinced he mm-hmm. got a second tick bite when we came out here to live. Mm-hmm. Um, he was taking ivy off the trees and I'm convinced he took, he got a second tick bite. He had he had unexplained symptoms like fatigue and stuff from 2000, um, 2001 to 2006. Mm. He got a very bad flu in the June of 2006. Um, we were just new to the house. So we just went down. He went down to the local doctor who wouldn't have any records or anything for him and just took it to be the flu and gave him antibiotics. He returned to work. Uh, 10 days after the antibiotics and he was fairly okay still not feeling very well into July uh, toward the end of August he started getting a lot of very sharp uh, pains mm. in his leg uh, pins and needles uh, not feeling well and we th- that was the start of our um, six times to casualty um, inside three weeks and he went from the finished work on the end of August, went out sick on the end of August and on the 5th of October, 
I wheeled him into the hospital in a wheelchair and he spent seven weeks there. He had lost the power in his arm and leg. He's he's he had stage three Mm -hmm. neuroborreliosis, they call it. He had the nerve pain, the temperature control. He um, problems with the bladder um, um, doesn't remember the first four or five days in hospital at all. Has no memory of it. Uh, Couldn't remember whether he had eaten or whether he drank anything. And actually, he became a case study in Galway. Um, the neurologist came to us on the on the second third day and said, um, "You know, would you think about a case study here?" They still didn't mm-hmm. know at that stage what was mm-hmm. wrong, and I jumped at it straight away because I yeah. knew they they yeah. they would do everything. So yeah. his case study has been published, and he he was a case study back back in in two thousand and six. This case study has also helped a lot of people. Uh, I send it to people that are going to consultants. Uh, and uh, other consultants reading the case studies and stuff. So through the years, it does has helped. Pe- has helped people. Yeah, that's that's for, that's for sure. Okay, so we covered we covered uh, like what is Lyme disease symptoms, what to do, um, treatment. We you touch on treatment briefly. Is yes. there anything else that that we should say about treatment, or, or is it treatment much? is vital at, at 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 bite stage, and I mean if if you don't get treated at bite stage, you're going on on to the chronic stage where you're then going to neurologist, rheumatologist, infectious disease doctors. It's uh, gone into your system, and it's then when people go to Germany for testing mm-hmm. and start going on different routes. At that stage, they, they most probably have a fibromyalgia diagnosis, um, um, chronic fatigue diagnosis, and some kind of an ar- um, ar- arthritis yeah. or rheumatism diagnosis and all because the very early stages uh, were missed out on for one reason or another or or that they may have gone they may have even gone with people that have gone to um, GPs and got 10 days uh, doxycycline yeah just didn't get enough okay yeah okay okay that's uh, you know I had a I think it was last year I was not sure because I had those symptoms of tiredness, maybe not that heavy tiredness, but I was feel like a tired and a little bit dizzy. And I thought to myself, I should check myself up. Yes. And it was absolutely like GPs was like, oh, no, it's like, you know, like dismissive. Yeah. I ended up uh, making those tests, doing those tests in, in the, uh, I made them in Poland, but they sent it to Germany. Um, I ended up having genetic tests because that's another one when they're actually looking for actual pieces of DNA of the mm-hmm. of the uh, pathogens or bacteria. Mm-hmm. They all came negative, and my condition also came away. But I had this feeling like, okay, that could be a battle to mm-hmm. even get diagnosed. Yes, Beca- yeah, it's a because, huge battle because you know, obviously. You don't want to get on antibiotics for nothing because they're mm. not particularly good for your body either. No. And then you go to the doctor, you go to the GP that you trust that will do something, right? And you get this like, oh no, have you been bitten in Killarney? No? Okay, you're good. You're good. You know, I could like, so it's like, 
feeling of not being treated seriously. Like, oh, if you suspect something like that, I better, you know, and, and I, I don't know how much of that was to trying to, you know, not panic the patient. And how much of it was like, oh, Jesus. Lack of knowledge. Yes, lack <laughs> Most of knowledge. Most probably. So, so I recognize that that could be a battle to get diagnosed, to get the... And like you said, like if, if you have those symptoms, you're just basically not going out of your doctor's office until you get yes. treatment. Yes. Because yes. that's... I mean, 21 days of um, doxycillin, you know, you, you take your, a good kyfer or, or a good probiotic um, two, three hours before and after yeah. um, for gut health and stuff. I mean, at the end of the day, um, for Lyme to become chronic, you are then living with chronic Lyme. Mm. Um, the best you can do after between the three to 30 kind of the first three months, Dr. Lambert, um, infectious disease doctor mm. to say, and um, the best you could hope for is getting your condition uh, into remission. Mm-hmm. And that's good diet, sugar-free um, probiotics, and uh, a lot of supplements uh, that are very. So you're expensive. saying that, that then you kind of have it till the end of the life. You, you yes. cannot get rid of it. My husband was well, my husband was told coming out of 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 um, UH in Galway after the seven weeks uh, to continue. He had physiotherapy every single day, and mm-hmm. like the muscle was gone because mm-hmm. he had no power in the arm and yeah. leg, and and he at home. We done two over two years. Uh, we got the bike and we got the treadmill, and we've done over two mm-hmm. years of exercises. And the girl, the girl in the hospital, exercised him every, every an hour, an hour and a half every day while he was in hospital. She taught him what to do when he came home, and he was left with a dropped foot and nerve pain. He has fatigue, but through the years, it ha- it ha- it has you know, it's it's not as profound as it was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would have very good days. Uh, he doesn't look sick, which most people with an invisible mm-hmm. disease don't look sick. Mm. Uh, he doesn't look sick. He, people normally say, oh, sure, you look well, but it doesn't necessarily mean that, that you feel, that you feel well. But he, he, um, ha- he is living with the aftermath of not yeah. being diagnosed in time. Uh, he lives with the drop foot. He lives with the nerve pain. Through the years, we have missed out on family occasions. We've missed mm-hmm. out on weddings. You know, we've even missed out on funerals uh, because he just wasn't, he just wasn't well enough mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Now, these days, he's doing very well. Uh, he is on nerve pain medication, which he probably will remain on for mm-hmm. the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He was 53 when he was bitten. Mm. He never returned to work. <laughs> he lost 12 years of yeah. his work and life, and he lost 12 years of a pension. Yeah. So, I mean, this is the real. This is the reality as people get older and get sicker. Now, in the last few years, he also has. Um, he also has been um, diagnosed with with arthritis. He's got uh, quite which bad is, which arthritis, which is also kind of like which is also cause it when it go when you when it goes in and you become chronic. A lot of people are 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 diagnosed with arthritis and rheumatism. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, 
Look, this is one of the reasons, Tommy, I do this. When my mm-hmm. husband um, was lying in a hospital, when I took him in first, I, I honestly never thought I'd bring him home. I didn't know what was wrong with him. Right. Nobody in the six casualty visits, nobody knew what was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, when the neurologist came to us, he didn't know what was wrong, but he was starting, he was going to start ruling out yeah. MS, lupus, yeah. all of the autoimmune diseases. And he didn't, he didn't know what was wrong. And it took up to almost three weeks of a mm-hmm. case study and full people to working on out. him all of the time to realize that, that he had neuroborreliosis. Wow. So, so, um, this is the reason why there was no help in our in Ireland at the time. I, I I got in touch with America, who got me in touch with a UK group, and there was one Dublin guy in the UK group that answered me and said, "I'm in Dublin," and mm. every day that guy messaged me. Every wow. morning I got a message from him. How are you doing today? What's happening today? He was only a young wow. lad in his 20s. That's nice. um, and that's why Very I nice. think it's so important to have the forum. It's yeah. so important to have the volunteers. Uh, we may not know. We may not know everything, you know, and we don't. Of course, we don't know everything. But even contact but with people who contact who with through people, similar things yeah, and discussion. Yeah. You can you can kind of yeah, figure they, it they, out. Like, I mean, we had we had almost 400 people at our conference. Uh, I mean, we people travel from all over Ireland and Northern Ireland some came from the UK and uh, meeting people for the fir- meeting people for the first time uh, we have a small Galway group uh, mm-hmm. where where we meet occasionally but yeah. that the girl the lads and girls would kind of be in contact with each other as well yeah. and I mean we we have uh, patients around here that uh, you know that I would meet that would do awareness with me around mm-hmm. here as well namely Mary and, and Roy in, in, in the sanctuary and um, like it's 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 so important. We, we, you know, it's awful to think, but we're kind of like a little community. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. And we help each other. And if somebody knows about something, they, you know, we 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 ta- we we tell each other. We have the forum. It's a closed forum, so mm-hmm. not everybody gets on our forum. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to advertise mm-hmm. on our forum. Right. You're, 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 oh, it's, you're, a, it's it's important to keep it on on topic and we keep only it on people, topic people who are you yeah, know the people interested and engaged. Usually, the people usually looking to be approved on our forum are people that are desperate. Yeah. Um, it may be, we may be literally their first port call. Uh, the chemist might have told them about us. The doctor might have even said, oh, there's a, a yeah. group called TikTok. Um, or they might have heard us on Joe Diffie or whatever. Or on a podcast like this, you know, <laughs> or just one of the stalkers yeah. groups, cyclist groups yeah. or, or, or uh, mountain walking, walking yeah. groups or whatever. And I, it's so important to keep the forum open for that person to that's going to touch base. If you're going into a forum that's all about advertising, all about GoFundMes and all about that. Um, the pers- the, 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 the got person lost. gets lost. Yes, the personal yes. aspect, the personal touch gets lost. Yeah, the person gets touched and everybody that hits our forum and and, and, and they're, they're approved and they uh, within seconds, somebody answers them. It may yeah. not be uh, one of one of us admins, but it would be another member Someone going who... through, or has gone through, or has gone through testing, or has gone to Germany, or has gone to, um, to Doctor Lambert, or has gone to the GP, or knows 
to put yeah. up the nice guidelines. Uh, the help is there literally 24 hours a day from patients to patients. That's great. Okay, let's talk about now prevention. And let's talk about maybe let's, let's, let's start from talking about ticks, right? So, yes. so ticks are arachnides. Yes. They're, they're type of arachnides. Before before we get to that, is that correct that ticks are not jumping from the trees and bushes on people? Peep, um, ticks, no. Ticks and if you find a tick on your on your head or your neck, that's usually a tick that just crawled up yes. from whichever. Yes. Which, whatever. Okay. Yes. Tick, ticks. Uh, ticks uh, crawl. And they crawl quite fast. Um, they crawl, they will crawl up your clothes. They will find a vein and find a nice warm spot. Warm heat, and moist. Warm right? and moist. They will latch on and they will start feeding. Mm -hmm. And they will put in, uh, in their saliva glands is, is a little like anesthetic for the yeah, world. So, you don't so they will latch on, click in to the, uh, Bob, in their little anesthetic, your blood will flow because if it doesn't, they can't get fed and mm -hmm. fall off. Um, your, your, your blood will flow. They are, once they are latched on, they are feeding. If they have, if they're carrying a bacteria, mm -hmm. it's straight into your bloodstream. Is it though? Because because they they're kind of sucking blood rather than. So, but the so bacteria is, can be in their saliva, can be oh, in their okay, glands. Okay. Because this is this is what I heard that this is important to pull him out and not squeeze him because if yes. you kind of squeeze him or stress yes. him, it kind of it, yes. you you increasing the probability. Oh, you're, oh, you're definitely increasing mm. the possibility. You're increasing by you know the old fashioned put. Put soap on it. Put petroleum jelly on it. Um, light, light, light it. Oh, <laughs> you know, Jesus. with a match. Uh, <laughs> what you need to do is you need to get the tick out with as as little force as possible. Mm -hmm. There is uh, tick tweezers. Yes. Uh, they're tick twisters. They're otoms, so they're very <laughs> they're very easy to remember. Um, they're like a little fork type. You go in under and you twist in one direction. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, um, tweezers uh, that you'd get in a first aid kit will also very very close to the skin and pull straight up. Pull straight up. Don't pull straight don't, up. Don't don't do uh, clockwise or anti-clockwise already. Don't do clockwise. If you're doing the twister, you you go in one direction mm -hmm. with a little fork twister one. Mm -hmm. You 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 go only in one direction. Mm -hmm. If you're if if you're going in two directions, you're going to leave the head in mm -hmm. and you're going to take the body out. Mm -hmm. If the tick, if the tick is feeding on you through its back, mm -hmm. there's two little holes and mm -hmm. that's what is breeding through. Oh, okay. So if you put jelly, petroleum jelly, put oil, put soap, put anything on, you're actually smothering the tick. Yeah. And if you, if you're being smothered, you become agitated. Yes. And the contents, that's when the contents of the tick's stomach 
yeah. will go in to your bloodstream which is so definitely not something you want and it's definitely 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 not some not something not something you want and uh, i mean those little tick twisters can be picked up for as little and as what five do you euros. think about those kind of suction things where you put a put a, like a little cup on your skin and you kind of have a pump and it kind of supposed to suck the the the, the tick out. Have you? Have you seen? I haven't come. I haven't actually seen yeah. or come across them. Yeah. Like I, I, I it, got. It's in theory quite. It in theory it sounds good, but I always have a uh, reservation towards how it is actually you know executed. The whole device works because yeah. it's it's just like a you know the I pressure is supposed to I, yeah, suck I the tick. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't actually come across that. But I mean, people people often use a thread mm-hmm. you know if, if they don't have a tra- tracers they'd often use a thread other people that would be camping and stuff w- would actually make a crack on on um, a spoon a plastic spoon mm-hmm. or a fork yeah you know the, the, the prongs in between a plastic fork yeah and they would go in the most the most important thing is to get the tick out with as as little um, not annoying it in, yeah, in, not in any way, him, not, not scaring him, him just, just yeah, get him out. agitating him in any way. And I mean, whether that be a tick uh, twister, I mean, it's always a brilliant one if you can get the tick the tick twister or uh, that that has a little magnifying glass on it. Some of the, like a mm-hmm. bank card has a yeah. magnifying glass on yeah. it. Uh, if you can get that, or if you can get one that goes on the keys of your car, because yeah. you literally always have the keys of the car yeah. with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So And disposal mm-hmm. of ticks, we, 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 we would say, if you, if you want to have the, the tick tested, Pop the tick into a Ziploc bag mm-hmm. and straight into the freezer. You don't need to put anything on or don't put anything on the, the, the tick. And that tick can be tested in Germany for the price of your GP. Okay. So I, I, you, you can send the tick to Germany, um, to our mean labs in Germany is, mm-hmm. is, is which most Irish people use. Uh, and you within, um, sending it within a two day, two, three day turnaround, uh, you will have the results back of what that tick was carrying. Yes. Now, of course, if you're out hunting and picking up ticks on deer or picking up a lot of ticks, it's not always it's yeah. not always feasible to do to send the bags and bags of yes. ticks to, to Germany. <laughs> but we had we had a pregnant lady up Donegal way, and she had the tick, and we advised her to to send it for testing. Mm-hmm. And luckily enough, uh, the tick it, mm-hmm. she she had a, two or three nights of worry, and she was heavily pregnant. But um, luckily enough that the yeah. tick was not the what? tick was not uh, carrying anything and within two days she got uh, that tick wasn't ca- well, the tick clear. wasn't carrying anything what is so the that's percent- important what is the percentage of ticks that are carrying Lyme disease in as I said earlier uh, the only results we have are what Professor Gray had done back in 1990 okay and at that stage 28 percent of ticks were carrying the Borrelia, mm-hmm. but he didn't check at that time uh, for co-infections. any co-infections or viruses or any other pathogens at sure. that stage. He was only checking for Borrelia and the Borrelia that we know. Yes. We, we know the Borrelia as Lyme, as Lyme disease. Okay. Let's talk about prevention. So how 
how one can so obviously if you could if you could break it down to two parts one regular folks kids in a park yeah people walking their dogs how they can uh yeah. protect themselves prevent and then talk about please people of high-risk groups stalkers anglers uh hikers who are bushwhacking through the mountains yes. how then they can you know protect themselves yeah well you know i mean you you can get bitten anywhere like i mean a lady up the road in her front garden doing her flowers you know mm. i mean c- cool parks you don't have to be out in the wilderness or you don't have to be out in um, i mean a child collecting grass where his daddy was cutting the lawn the first early spring cut (laughs) picked up an imp so it's really important what we would say to what we would say to people and what we would say to mothers and fathers of small children check your children after being out in the countryside when you're showering them check them Uh, an imp is very small you know you you know our, our children have freckles and everything but make sure you check check the armpits check and anywhere warm or moist mm-hmm. uh, especially in small children check in or around their hairline behind mm-hmm. their ears or their neck area mm-hmm. because the veins are yeah. more prominent and more area, prominent there and i mean check them night you know check them nightly if you're if you're out walking um your your clo- your clothes would be very important you know i mean if you're a walker it's, it's you know your boots your you know pants in into socks into boots mm-hmm. uh, we see the germans coming over here or walking and we're kind of saying oh lord but they know how to cover themselves up long mm-hmm. sleeve shirts and that we would say try and wear light colored clothes it's mm-hmm. much easier see a tick uh, or see a tick crawling in light colored clothes it's also it's also important that you don't have woolly or fleece clothes because mm-hmm. they can latch on much easier to woolly and mm-hmm. fleece clothes like i mean if you're looking at hunters and that all their clothes are, are quite shiny and yeah. quite uh, uh, and waterproof and quite shiny they won't they can't they can't latch on there i mean most people never ever go for a walk with a pair of sandals on you mm-hmm. do you know what i mean uh, you, you you need your boots you stick to the middle of trails if you're in the national parks or or anywhere stick to the middle of trails above all if you have a dog if you have your dog with you or whatever check your dog make sure your dog is covered with your vet if vets are fantastic uh, or or the collars or whatever your vet Mm -hmm. would recommend for your dog and uh and and your cats and and do tick checks Mm -hmm. Because that, like so many people report their dog, their dog coming in, um, ticks falling off their dogs. Yeah. I mean, when photographed fu- fully engorged uh, ticks, uh, ticks are the nim tick is very hard to see because it's only kind of the size of a poppy seed, but the 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 adult tick when the when the when the baby tick the nim sheds it becomes an adult, and the adult tick female is about the size of a a, um, fly Mm. household fly yeah and she has a distinct she's brown 
and she's this distinct red horseshoe shape to her back. Yeah. Now, she's very distinct. Her counterpart male is uh, a little smaller, but all brown. Mm -hmm. So just because you don't see a red horseshoe shape to the back, uh, doesn't mean that it's not a tick. I would always say it is a tick if you have to take it out, if it is embedded, whether it's a female tick or a male tick. Male male ticks know no boundaries and they have many females. Mm-hmm. So if the female female they're mating with has, ha, ha, has the Borrelia, yeah. It passed on to them, and and vice versa. If the if the female um engorged tick uh ha- has the Borrelia, she will pass it on to her offsprings, and a tick can lay up to three thousand eggs. Wow. Per wow. tick. Wow. So by saying 28% of ticks are infected in, in Ireland, we're not talking about 28% of a couple of hundred or a couple of thousand. We're talking about 28% of billions bit. if one female can lay up to yeah. uh, 3,000 3, eggs. Yeah. Can you tell us about the black leg tick and, and the uh, indigenous Irish ticks because that's something that oh we- yes uh, the black legged tick is 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 an american tick and 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 that is where the d that they dubbed that tick the deer tick where in ireland it is our own indigenous hard-bodied tick it's the castor bean tick now we would know it as the sheep tick Mm-hmm. Because because it it does feed off of a lot of sheep, yeah. sheep tick, or to country folk, Irish country folk would know it as the skirton. Hmm. And that's the tick that carries the bacterias, uh, not only in Ireland but uh, throughout throughout uh, throughout Europe. Hmm. Right, but the, then the, the really the the dangers of both are the same. This is just a- yes, the the da- yes the dangers of both are the same. It's just that. Um, when doing awareness, um, Tommy, it's very important. People think that they have to be near deer. They think it ha- it has to be a deer. Um, I mean, a lady messaged me the other day and said, well, I was nowhere near deer huh. and I've just been diagnosed. Um, luckily yeah. enough, she'd been diagnosed. Um, and I said, no, but it's not. It's, a, it, it, it's our, because of in the early days that the information came from the USA and some very good information, they, du- they dubbed the black-legged tick as the deer tick. And as a result, I mean, I, we forestry workers in our department that think that mm. th- there's such a thing as a deer tick. Yeah. So it's really important to tell people that it's our own indigenous hard bodied mm-hmm. tick that we would have no- known as the skirt on. Yeah. And it's everywhere in the countryside yeah. it's on long grass it's on short grass it's on every kind every kind it's in your front garden it's yeah. it, it's just vigilance being vigilant and being aware and 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 going straight away as soon as you find a, an embedded an embedded tick yeah Do you know going straight away um to, uh, to your doctor people would say oh it's, it's quite hard to get them out now it is quite difficult to get the nymph tick out and 
you might have a small child well then one person holds the small child mm-hmm. and the other person gets the magnifying glass and mm-hmm. gets the yeah. you know they're, 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 they're not easy uh, to, 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 to get out but you need to get it out and you need to get it out intact yeah. Would you would you would you say that if you've been bitten by the tick, you'll get onto this twenty-one days antibiotic straight away, regardless? Or would you say like, well, I'm gonna wait three days and see if I start developing any symptoms? Personally, hmm. um, living with chronic Lyme disease since two thousand and six, and seeing I suppose the guts of three thousand people on our forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, fighting to get diagnosed or, you know, not knowing mm-hmm. and having different other diagnoses. I would advise and I mean, I really would think once the tick is embedded in um, all areas now are dangerous. I, I There is no, you know, that that you would get mm-hmm. the 21 days. Yeah. of amoxicillin or doxycillin. Uh, no no doctor or consultant can say to you, uh, well, the high-risk area is carrier, the high-risk area is, to me, every area outside my front door, is or if you you. have a, a dog or a cat inside your front door, is a high risk area. There mm. has been no studies done. That's a that's a probably the the most important. So those people that are that, saying, "Oh, now we know, we know, yeah. we know," based from, on what? <laughs> based based on what? It's not based on anything. Yeah. So if you have enough of knowledge, turn around to your GP and say, "Well, look at where, where are you basing?" There has been no studies done in Ireland, no significant studies yeah. done in Ireland since since 1990, and they yeah. were only looking for ba- bar- the. Bar- the Boralia at that time they were not looking for co-infections uh, where were you what are you basing this information that you're giving me yeah. but I find that until you're going through uh, a lot of illness and a lot of sickness and stuff we still in Ireland are are very we think our you know and our GPs are fantastic most of them and uh, we still think well the GP knows it all I want is a handful of antibiotics mm-hmm. all I want to do is get better I don't want to know apart yeah. from that yeah it's the people that are kind of further down the line that uh, that have symptoms ha- have chronic pain have uh, have have um chronic fatigue uh, are probably not most of them not able to work some of them only gone to work part time it's those people that question yeah okay two more quick questions uh, mary what do you think and have you heard about this uh, covering your clothes with some sort of a chemical substances does that help is that any good because some of those substances are quite bad for for people and you need to do like a treat your clothes in a in a in a some place that is away from children and so on and so on and then apparently it works for a number of weeks and so on is it yeah a lot of people going a lot of people um the repellents and you would need at least a thirty percent DEET on them. Um, people spray people spray them on themselves and on their children, and other people will look for um, maybe the like of oils or any, anything that a tick detects you 
from your smell. Mm -hmm. So they, they, a lot of people would say, if you don't smell like yourself, so mm -hmm. if you ha have oils on or tea tree oil on mm -hmm. or, or some of those oils, especially for, for small children and stuff, if you have deets on and um, you obviously don't don't smell like like yourself. So it does warrant off. Um, okay. Clothes wise, unless you're a, like, unless you're a hunter, you're yeah. a forestry worker, yeah, that's, a fireman. That's my next question, because yes. they are these clothes, like a tick proof, like a rhino skin is one of them. And, yeah. and just by the way, the program is not sponsored by rhino, rhino skin, it's just yeah. the name that I remember. Yeah. Are they, are they working? Now, they, there they is, worth the money? There, did they, a lot of uh, wildlife photographers, Mm -hmm. uh, people like yourself that will be going out into mm -hmm. into areas uh, a lot of um, hunters and deer hunters um, come back with permethrin yeah. and that's P-E-R-M E-T-H-R-I-N this is something you spray on your clothes yeah. but what you do is you take your clothes out this to, is, the, that's what to I'm saying. the clothesline Mm -hmm. You pin them to the clothesline and you spray your clothes or if you're going camping, you spray your, your, your camp and they find permitting uh, very, very good for mm -hmm. people on in uh, that work or play yeah. in the outdoors you would come back in you would shower in a very hot shower. Uh, I would always say to hunters and that take your outdoor clothes off before you sit back into your car, yeah. put them in the boot of your car. If you've mm -hmm. been out for the day, because they can be still crawling. They can crawl off your clothes onto, onto the seats of your car. And your wife or children can pop it, bob into the car and they, yeah. ca they can be bitten. And I would say the same to forestry workers or anyone out, anyone with outdoor clothes, wildlife photographers or whatever, just get into the habit of actually taking Taking. off the outdoor gear before you go back into your car. Mm -hmm. And of course, with, with, with hunters, that's so, so important to have their dogs covered and to also check their dogs on their return mm -hmm. um, for, for, um, for ticks. Yes. And would you say that recently there is, there is more cases of, of Lyme disease or is it just uh because people are more aware. Or do you see like a trend? Because like this, this wasn't a thing, but it, because it wasn't a thing, it doesn't mean that it really wasn't a thing. People were not aware. So do you yeah. think that there's this like a, you know, with changing climate and, and, and changing the, the, you know, biodiversity, there is a more ticks and therefore we hear more and therefore we need more awareness or was it like always the same? Only people never Pay attention. I, 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 I honestly think uh, there's no more, uh, there's no more ticks than there always was. But I would say like uh, our, our climate now and our winters are very, very mild. Yes. I mean, we've had people um, pull ticks off themselves or take ticks out in December. Mm -hmm. We've had people in January mm -hmm. and one time they used to say, well, tick season was from kind of Mar March, April mm -hmm. through to September. I mean, this September, you know, it's sunny, it's, it's mild and our it's weather is very, degrees. yeah, our weather is very mild and our, like ticks love wet, mildy 
conditions they thrive in them and then we've got to remember that if it's a nice day you'll go for a walk or if you're a hunter on a really nice day you might go for a quick shoot in the evening times or whatever so there's an awful lot more people using the outdoors Mm-hmm. Uh, when the weather is mild or good, but there's people yeah. like there's people walking the barren in 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 December in January. So I I would I would think that you know I don't like when people say oh Lyme disease oh yeah that's trendy now. I mean it is mm-hmm. far from trendy. Mm-hmm. When yeah. you're living with the consequences of not being treated or not being aware or having a tick bite and living with symptoms um, for the rest of your life, uh, I mean, there's nothing trendy about that, yeah. you know, and and there is a lot of awareness and there's a lot of people becoming much more aware. There's a lot of people going to their doctors at bite stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they go into their chemist. The chemist says, "Oh no, go go to your, go to the GP." Mm-hmm. Uh, and the the more aware our pharmacists and chemists are, and the more aware our GPs are to treat at bite stage and not let something become yeah. be, be become a, a problem. Stage three problem. Stage three. Uh, stage three problem. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, another point for you, Tommy. Um, if you go to your GP, you t- you have a rash or you, or you t- or you take out an embedded tick. Your GP does not have to uh, do anything apart from decide to treat you, uh, tell you to come back in 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 in, mm-hmm. in four to six weeks because she wouldn't take a blood test straight away anyway yeah. because it's an antibody. So the antibodies would have to be yeah, you, you know. So by coming back, we often get people saying, well, she wouldn't even take a blood test for me. But it's not because she wouldn't take a blood test. It's 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 the correct thing not to take a blood test yeah. for the four to uh, for the for the four to to um six six weeks. Um, uh, I mean, that's that's really um, a really, really important stage. And it's even if you have no symptoms or you think that the 21 days of doxycycline did do the trick for you, mm-hmm. I would advise everybody to go back and have that blood test done. Even though it mm-hmm. is still only 50% accurate, uh, have it done. Because down the road, if you have any or if you get any other symptoms down the road, it's very easy to go back and say, well, look at maybe... Yeah, I need further treatment and maybe like we've had a lady this week that's had her second ELISA, first ELISA didn't show anything. Yeah. She got another 21 days antibiotics because she had, was having, still having symptoms and her second ELISA came back positive. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think it's, ve- it's I think it's very important. I I I I don't think it's trendy. Yeah. And I, I and and it's serious. I, it's 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 very serious and i mean the most important the most important thing is if you can if we can catch it at bite stage through awareness and if people are aware enough and and look out for the symptoms or go directly to their gp um we we're we, gp uh, we're we're saving a lot of people yeah. from long long term illness no doubt mary before we wrap it up um there's a lot of people who are listening to this podcast right now and they're scared they're like oh my god i'm not going outdoors anymore okay 
do you have can you offer um some positive message is there a positive message saying well don't be scared going outdoors like what's what's your because you you see what i'm saying like we're talking about that like for 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 past hours we're talking about how bad it is how how difficult it is to treat and like does it mean that when you're an outdoors person you know you essentially should stop what you're doing if you if you care about it or should you just accept that you're in a high risk group like what would you say to to because you know it can be quite intimidating right i'm going fishing i'm going hiking with my kids i'm going all this yes. and now you're listening to Tommy's outdoors podcast and it's like oh my god i'm not coming out of home anymore again yeah what would you say to <laughs> to these people um i would i would say don't stop doing what you love um, and and what gets you out and gets you out in fresh air and gets you out in the countryside just be aware check yourself for ticks check your children and have your dog and cat treated uh, should you be bitten or take a tick out of yourself to just do uh, you know the, and we went through all the symptoms and stuff just knowledge is power yes and I always say that at the end of, of, of any of my awareness talks, if you have knowledge, you have power. And those people now, the hunters and everything, they're really on board. Okay. They go to Permiton and, 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 and go for sprays and the wildlife photographers and people still go, go, uh, you know, crawling around uh, Kerry National Park, mm -hmm. taking photographs of beautiful deer and everything. Mm -hmm. I would also say, you know, don't hatch on to the fact that, uh, that it's a deer. It can be any animal. Yeah. It can be migratory birds, it can be rabbits, hares, uh, field mice or anything. And just to make sure that you check yourself and check your children yeah. uh, on your return and just just uh, just kind of have um, just have health and safety in, in mind and do what you love doing. There's thousands and millions of people doing this that never get bitten, never take a tick out and are perfectly healthy. That's it, so that's we're it. just talking to the people that making them aware of how really to stay healthy. Yes. And enjoy their sport. Thanks for that positive message. Mary, uh, if people want to catch you on one of your uh, awareness talks or maybe get in touch on the forum or what, where they yeah. should go, how, what they should do. We're, 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 we're all volunteers, as I said earlier, with no funding. But we have a website uh, called ticktalkireland.org. We also have... A, information forum on Facebook. If you just click in TikTok Ireland, you will, you, you will get into us. Um, we do aware because we're volunteers, uh, we would advertise, uh, awareness talks when people invite us to do awareness. Um, 
if and, and when we're doing the awareness. Our month of May would be the big month to look out for uh, our awareness. Uh, we drop in leaflets, we drop in um, guidelines into vets, in, 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 into chemists, into GPs. Um, just pick up, just pick up a, a leaflet in, in, in your G, in your GPs or in, in your vets or, or in, in your pharmacy and, and just, just be aware. Sure. That, uh, just be aware. And I mean, everybody is very welcome. If any group, if any groups, uh, want, want us to go and do an awareness talk or an awareness evening, we do our best to do that. Um, throughout of Ireland, there, there a lot of people are sick and aren't able mm-hmm. to do what I do or what mm-hmm. Kathy or Kerry or Anne and um Kilkenny or Nikki would do. Uh, a lot of people are sick, yeah. but but um we will always get somebody in the locality or somebody near enough to the people that are looking for us to come and and do awareness. Perfect. Do you taking donations? Can can people support you in any way? People usually uh, support us in helping us to get the leaflet to get leaflets out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year we had a group um, that ran a marathon for us in Cork. Uh, mm-hmm. That we had helped a niece that ran a marathon for us in Cork. Uh, what what comes in what will come in to us on an awareness talk or whatever goes straight back out on mm-hmm. printing leaflets yeah. and all of that yeah, but we're I mean, not you, a you, charity okay we're but, not a registered charity we are an awareness group okay but can people kind of like donate on your website or, or anything we, we, like? d- we don't have a donate facility at the moment mm-hmm. on on our website um it's a kind of a long story we mm-hmm. were a charity weren't able to keep it up went back to being an awareness group okay. but I mean we certainly we certainly would the any awareness that we do any travel that we do or anything that's involved in traveling we do that ourselves wow. and we that that's our own expense wow. uh ourselves the only the only the only thing that we ever do with with donations is to get our leaflets printed get mm-hmm. leaflets designed get our website uh read redone what would need yeah. to be done uh that even though we have volunteer doing that but she still needs money for yeah. ie.com.org yes. yes. website fees and stuff like that um as i said we we are we are a very small uh, uh group and there's another group called Ira Chat uh, mm-hmm. in Ireland and we were a very small group but we have quite big impact no doubt um throughout throughout Ireland and throughout the communities and uh throughout Europe with with, with doctors and that i mean unfortunately a lot of our a lot of our patients do leave Ireland to mm-hmm. get to get treated yeah now it's 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 it, you know them costing from um you'd want at least 30,000 plus wow. going away for 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 treatment yeah. uh some of them 
funded themselves. Some families help, and others do um, go fund go a uh, go, go fund me. me. Yeah. Um, sort of a crowdfunding. Yeah. Thing. So so um, with us, we we would get very limited um, contributions in a year, and it goes back out on on our leaflets and back out to our schools. I mean, we would we would do leaflets to all the libraries. We would uh, try and do leaflets to all of the schools yeah. uh, throughout Ireland. And I mean, that's a lot of leaflets. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and have bunches of leaflets in all of our pharmacies and GPs and stuff like that for mm-hmm. people to pick up. Fantastic job, Mary. Uh, you, you, you guys are doing a fantastic job. And thank you very much for your time uh, to, 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 to you know, talk to me and spread awareness. Thank you very much. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks very much for co- coming to Canvara. My pleasure. You just listened to an archived episode of the Tommy's Outdoors Conservation and Science Podcast. I invite you to take a moment and listen to one of the most recent episodes. I'm sure you'll enjoy it.